Hello, everybody. Uh, good Chodesh. Uh, we are today's Daf is Daf Zion. As I said, it's June 7th. Link to the Daf. There you go. Uh, we appreciate the creators of the English calendar. All right. So, anyway, uh, we pick up at the very bottom of Avam Bad, And for the next three Dapin, two and a half, three Dapin, we are going to be a little bit leaving strictly the discussion of Nizikin and focusing specifically on the last line of the mission, which is Metav and payment from the best of the land. So, what we were introduced First was a debate of Rabbi Akiva and Rabbi Yishmael when the Torah says, Torah is talking specifically about Shein Varegel, at least the way Chazal understand it, and it says that you pay Meitav Sadeu Meitav Karmo, you pay the best. So what does that mean? So the way the Gemara is framed, Rabbi Akiva says Meitav Demazik, and Rabbi Yishmael says Meitav Denizak. The way the Gemara explained it is, everybody agrees that you're not going to pay more than you owe, but what is the land that you pay from? People would much rather have $100 worth of grade A land than $100 dollars worth of grade C land. So therefore, Rebbe Akiva, so that's why you pay from your grade A land. Except, right, that's if you're paying for land. We're going to get to that today. What happens if you pay in cash or if you pay in cattle? Okay. Um, but we're going to get to that. Uh, Rebbe Akiva says it is the best that the Mazik has, and Rebbe Yishmael says it is the best that the Nizak has. You find something comparable in the land of the Mazik. If the Mazik does not have something comparable, he only has something worse or better, then you get to go, then you get an upgrade. Okay, but you start with the best of the Nizak, not with the best of the Mazik. That's the debate. Now, we pick up at the bottom of Vav Bet to unpack the last line of what Rabbi Akiva said in that Brayta, which was, Kal v'chomer mehektesh. Okay, and certainly with for hektesh. So, um, we pick up the following. Um, Rabbi Akiva Omer, it is six lines from the bottom, seven lines from the bottom, on Vav Bet. Rabbi Akiva Omer, Rabbi Akiva says, Lo the, the, the Torah is only coming to tell you when it says Metav that when you're coming to collect from Nizikin and I'm going to get to that in a minute but you know but actually no let me get to that right now which is <laughs> which is all types of damages even though the Torah is talking about Shane and Regel you might remember that we said a day or two ago Kulan Ka'avos L'shalem Mi Metav okay Tachas Nesina Yishalem Kasef alright we have this big Zereshava and we learn out first of all from Shane and Regel to the other Arba Avos Nizikin that all of them pay with Metav and then from key words Tachas Nesim Yisham Gezef we learn out that any type of collection of damages whether it's Ghana or Goslin or Shomer or any of these uh, you know big categories that are about Sheret, uh, Ripley, Boshes all types of damages are Mimetav okay so what Rebbe Akiva says is Lo all type of collection of damages is going to be from the best and now the line that we're going to focus on for a little bit and certainly when it comes to hektish. If it's true about a lay person, it's certainly true about hektish. So the Gemara says, My What does that mean? We owe hektish money. So if when we owe a lay person money, he collects damages from Metav. When we, when we owe hektish damages, hektish will collect from us from Metav. So what would be the case we would owe hektish damages? One of our oxen gore the hektish ox. Okay, the Gemara says, what do you mean, Meitav? You don't pay anything in that case. It says, if one ox scores the ox of uh, your neighbor's ox, your neighbor's ox, and not Hektish's ox. Your neighbor means a lay person like yourself. So if your ox scores Hektish's ox, you don't pay. Now, let me say, you don't pay anything. I'm just going to pause for a second. It says, fine, that's about an ox scoring an ox. But there's Rebbe Kiva said, you know, there's a lot of other damages. <laughs> right? Let's say burn Hektish's field. Let's say, I don't, you know, let's say I, uh, well, let's come up with some other cases. Uh, Hektish's ox falls into my well. You know, any of the types of Nizikin. Why do I, so fine, ox, you're exempt. So Moses basically says, he quotes Yushalmi, and he says, from this Gemara it's clear, from the Yushalmi it's clear, that somehow we learn out from the case of Shur, and there's also a similar Pasuk by Boer, and then we do, and whatever, and then we apply it to Adam, and through a certain series of steps, we basically say that this is true about all damages. All damages, if you damage Hektish's property, you are exempt from payment. Now, he does say that if you're, if you are a Adam Hamazic, and you do it intentionally, at least rabbinically, you'll have to pay. If you burn down their field, right, that's not even age. That's like, that's like Koho. That's Yadayim. I mean, we'll talk about that when we get to age. Okay? You tear up their, you know, you, 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 know, you steal their money or whatever. 
Okay, he says, but okay. Well, Stelian also might be a little different. Anyway, but basically, he says from this gemara, it's clear from other gemaras that this is not limited to goring oxes. You are technically exempt in all cases of damages of hekdish's property, which is like shocking, yeah, right? You, you think kavachomer, right? All right. So the gemara says, but if that's true, then you're never going to be and hekdish is never going to be collecting minayidis. So Ella, so here would be the case. The gemara says, Omer harayalai mana so you owe money. It's not the real case of thank you. It's not a real case of damages. You owe money. You would say you obligate yourself to give a hundred dollars to the base of Mikdash. Thus he gives the shakamidis. So the gizba would come and he would collect and he collected from the best of your land if you didn't pay cash. So the says one minute. That shouldn't be true. Lo Then you're just a normal, you know, debtor. It's not damages. It's a debt. Balchov the is and hektish is the creditor. Balchov is the creditor. Hektish is the creditor and the creditor is only entitled to collect from Benunis. Now, you might have said maybe Hektish is better, but Rabbi Akiva said Kavachomer la Hektish. He said whatever is true by Hektish is certainly true by Hektish. He didn't say Hektish was better. He said Hektish was at least as good, was as good. Okay? So, and anyway, this might follow the principle before, like we said earlier also, that we don't want to assume that things don't work within our normal system unless we're normally forced to. Okay? So it can't be you owe Hektish money. That would be Benunis. It can't be damages. You're never liable damages. Damages for hektish. So what's the case? Mm. So the Gemara says, top of Zion Amralif, Oh, well, maybe it's still that you just owe them money, but maybe he holds that even for a layperson, if you owe somebody money, you give them, and they, they're, they're collecting land, they collect the best land, and therefore he's saying if that's true about a layperson, it's true about hektish. So the Gemara says, no, Iklamifra. You can't ma- even make that Kalvachomer. Because since we've already established that a, you, you don't owe damages to hektish, so there goes any Kalvachomer. Clearly, your sense of liability to Hektish is less. So you're not, you can't make even a Kavachomer. Even if it was true that you'd have to pay a lay person a debt, you'd have to pay them the Idis, you could not prove the best quality, you could not prove that that would be true by Hektish. Okay, when you're paying a lay person a debt, maybe you would pay them with the best because they have all this power when it comes to damages, that you owe them money and you pay the best. Tomer Hektish, how am I entitled to assume it's the same type of payment to Hektish for a debt? Hektish is very disadvantaged when it comes to damages. They don't collect anything. Okay, so now that we've established, we have two big questions here. Number one is, you're never paying Hektish damages. And number two is, goodbye any Kavachomer, because Hektish is really a weaker when it comes to these issues. So what the heck is Rabbi Akiva talking about? So the Gemara says, Fine, back to what we said before. Our ox scores Hektish's ox. When you were bothered, your neighbor's ox, not a Hektish's ox. He doesn't read the Pulsat that way. He also like Shimbe Menasia, Titania, the Shimbe Menasia, Omer, Shimbe Menasia says, Shur shall head you, Shanova, Shur shall head you, Patur. If their ox scored our ox, Hektish is exempt. Hektish has indemnity from any damages. Okay? Shur shall head you, Shanova, Shur shall head If our ox scores their ox, so in that case, there's a shelling. Not only are we liable, but we have to pay full damages. Okay? And this is the way Rabbi Akiva reads it. Right? So, when it's your neighbor's ox, you pay half. Okay? When it's, however, Hektish's ox, Okay, Hektish is not Shor-ish, and it's not Shor-eyehu, right? So the Pesach is talking about when a lay person's ox scores a lay person's ox. Shor-ish at Shor-eyehu, you pay half. If it's Hektish's ox, it's not half. What is it? If a Hektish ox does the goring, it's zero. If, however, if it's our ox scoring Hektish's ox, it's also not half. What is it? Full. Okay, so, actually, reading it in a way which makes sense from a position that you want to, of course, you know, give advantage Hektish within these laws... So that's going to guide us to read that, yes, when Hektish's ox is involved, it is not the standard law. If Hek- but it, in, in the way that, it, that, that gives Hektish the advantage. If Hektish is the gorer, fully exempt. If Hektish is the goree, then we're fully liable, 
even the first three times. So therefore, once you say that, you say that you're liable when you do damages to hectish, And you certainly have a kavachomer. Because you're even liable in some cases of a goring ox. You're liable even more. So now, according to Shem if you're going to pay best edis when, you're, when you owe damages to a lay person, you're certainly going to pay edis when you owe damages to hectish. Uh, one minute, one minute. Okay. Um, now, Iachi says, that's true. Rabbi Shmuel, Rabbi Akiva, I'll take your questions in a minute. If Rabbi Akiva is introducing this idea that you owe damages to hectish and that you pay the best, why are we so certain that the debate of Rabbi Akiva and Rabbi Shmuel is about whether you figure out best based on the damager or the damagee? Um, let's suggest a completely different read of the whole debate. Maybe everybody agrees you pay based on the damagee. Okay, Maybe they're really debating about something completely different. They're not debating about the quality of land that you pay. Maybe they're debating about whether you owe money to Hectish when you damage Hectish. Okay? This is the issue of Rifshim and Manasya. Um, so, of course, it doesn't read at all in the language, which is what the Gemara is going to say. Ihachi says, Rabbi Kiva's big Chiddish is that you pay damages to Hectish. And Rabbi Yishmael says, no, but maybe they're not debating at all the quality of the land you pay with. So it's a bizarre question. Clearly, that's not true. The Gemara says, no. In chain, my loba kosov. What is it? What is, when Rabbi Kiva says, the Pazak is coming to tell you that you pay me not idis. Kavachomer lehektish was the second statement. Clearly, Rabbi Akiva's first point is to emphasize that you pay from the best quality land of the Mazik. Clearly, the hektish thing is an afterthought, is the second point. The ode, my kavachomer lehektish, which is the same type of point. It's kavachomer lehektish means that's the second point that I'm making, right? But my basic issue that I'm focusing on in debating with Rabbi Ishmael is what is the nature of the payment? All right. The ode, hammer Ravashi, tiny head. And anyway, Ravashi says it has an explicit writer. Meitav said that they will meitav karmi yishalein. Meitav said they will shall nizak. Umeitav karmi shall nizak. Diver Rabbi Ishmael. Rabbi Kiva Omer meitav said they will shall mazik. Umeitav karmi shall mazik. It goes by the mazik, not the nizak. So well, the reason the Gemara pushed it a little bit is if you go back to the bright that we did yesterday and look, Rabbi Akiva never said meitav said they will shall mazik. He says lo ba kasev erelivos mina idis. Okay, which is like okay, Rabbi Rabbi Ishmael also says mina idis. It's just Rabbi Shmuel said the Edis of the Nizak. What did you add, Rabbi Akiva? So that's why the Gemara was exploring a little bit. Maybe he's not really arguing on 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 how you define Edis. Maybe his whole Chiddush was the second part of his statement. But Gemara says no. It sounds like he has a first point to be making before he gets to Hektish. And the Brita says explicitly that the first point that Rabbi Akiva is making, irrespective of the Hektish question, is that you figure it based on the Mazik, not the Nizak. So Hektish is a second discussion, but the major debate is Mazik versus Nizak. And in addition, says the Gemara, Rabbi Akiva actually holds that you have to pay Hektish for damages, and you're going to pay them the same way you would pay the head yoke. Now, there are questions. I'll do it in the order I saw the hands. Charlie. <laughs> um, this is an unusual uh, ordering of the uh, rabbis. Rabbi Shmuel Menashe is actually after Rabbi Akiva. Right, of course. I think we jumped 300 years ahead to Ravashi. Right. So, I mean, Ravashi, that's not an issue. But anyway, Ravashi is just teaching a price. So he's not teaching his own thing. But yeah, the Gemara is saying that when Rabbi Akiva holds up Rabbi Shmuel Menashe, and that means he's following Rabbi Shmuel Menashe, he means he's, an, he's anticipating Rabbi it's just, an, it's just an articulation of an idea that we say has to be what Rabbi Akiva is assuming, which is really true. It sounds like that. Yeah. Rabbi Akiva is saying, Kavachoma, you pay hectic damages. So presumably he's saying you can be paying hectic damages. Now, by the way, it's also possible that Rabbi Akiva would say sort of against the point that Tosis is making. He might agree that when it comes to goring oxes, you don't pay. He just might think that all other damages you do pay. The Gemara is making an assumption that if you don't pay by goring oxes, you, you don't pay by hectic at all. Right. Michael, yes. Yeah. So they would still agree that you'd still have the kind of structure in these problems, right? Yes. That's a different issue, but that's not a payment issue. Yeah, Chuck. Uh, yeah, Rabbi Doe. Would, would you say that Rabbi Akiva's opinion is more closer to a Kanat than, than um, in other words. No, why? Because if you pay according to the idea of the Mazik, that's yeah. not what he damaged. He also didn't damage the idea of the Nizak. You're not paying more than you owe. 
You're just giving him a payment of something that is easily, you know, that's easily, uh, can easily liquidated, that can easily be, you know. You so think it's a bigger bite? Do you think it's more injurious to the Mazi to have to, for him to have to pay out? Might be, but look at the poor Nizak. The poor Nizak lost his property. So why shouldn't you give him something that's easily convertible rather than something that's harder to convert? I mean, I do agree that it is being harsher than a normal. That's the Chiddush. Look, the Pshat of the Pesukim is that in a particular pay, case, which, okay, Chazal read it as Shane Varego, but um, a lot of Pashtanim say that it basically means a willful, intentional burning down of somebody's field. It sounds like in a particular case, you're going to get a heavy burden of Mita Sadehu. What the Gemara does is it says, first of all, that's not a heavy case. It's a normal Shane Varego. Second of all, it's true about everything. So when it's true about everything, you can't read it as a Knas. But it also, therefore, reads that you're not going to pay more than you damage. Mita Sadehu does not mean if you destroy one bad acre, you pay one good acre. It's just the type of property you collect from. So the Gemara sort of turns down the volume on everything. It universalizes it, that it's all types of payments of Nezek, but it also means that it's not more than you owe. Now, the fact that you have to give from high quality, okay, you know, the guy's entitled to something that's more easy to convert than something that's harder to convert. But that's, the Gemara doesn't, doesn't, certainly does not see this as a knas, by the way, because it universalizes it. Okay, so now the Gemara continues. It says, Rami le Abayi le Rava. Abayi ch- challenged Rava. Rami actually needs more specifically, he showed, a, he, he threw two contradictory texts together. Okay, so here's what he did. He said, Ksiv, one Pasuk says, Meitav Sadeo, Meitav Karma Yushalim. Meitav in Midiachini Lo. Only the best. Um, Ratanya, but a Brisa teaches Yashiv. It says Kesef Yashiv libalav, by the case where an ox falls into a well. Money he shall return to the owner. Vamit yellow and you keep the carcass. Okay. And the Brisa teaches what does that mean? Return money to the owner. Lilabos shava kesef. Anything of equivalent value. Remember kedushin shava kesef kekesef. Anything that has value it doesn't even have to be cash. Can be popcorn. Can be paper clips. Okay. Vafilu subin. Even like uh, subin. Uh, what's it a brand? Okay? So you can pay him in pennies and paper clips or whatever. It doesn't have to be made up. So how do you reconcile this? So I am going to... Exactly. I'm going to ruin the surprise. We're going to spend the whole doc figuring it out. But since we mentioned it before, and since it really seems somewhat a pretty transparent answer, or maybe it's only transparent once you know the answer, anyway, is the difference is whether it's land or it's not land. Land has to be the best. Land is hard to convert. It's hard to sell. You want to really wait till you get the right price and so on. And chattel is seen as relatively easy to tr- convert and therefore any type of chattel even if it's not cash even if it's paper clips that's okay so if you want to pay in movable objects you can pay in anything if you want to pay in land you have to pay from the best actually an interesting story I was going to check it up but I forgot but I remember hearing many many years ago do people remember those old fogies here people remember the shopping channel maybe they still have that I don't know they still have the shopping channel anyway you know that they get on and they like just hawk like random crazy yeah. items yeah. apparently it got started because there was this one company that some other company was going out that owed them like I don't know $10,000 but they were like basically declaring bankruptcy and going out of business so they just paid them with their uh, with their like inventory and they paid them with I don't know forget what it was like you know uh, like uh, like like uh, blenders or something like that <laughs> they actually did that they said what are we going to do with $10,000 $100,000 worth of blenders so they basically like you know did something like took a TV slot and basically auctioned it all off and then they realized hey we can make money doing this like <laughs> so that's how the shopping channel got started apparently. Anyway, so just to show you that you can actually, uh, if you, if you, maybe if you have access to mass media, right, in a little town, I'm not sure that that works. But anyway, but you, you can convert chattel easier, more easily than you can convert, than you can convert land. What? You can't take to the next town. Chattel, if you still don't find local buyers. Oh, uh, that's also a good point. Right, you can also move it somewhere else. Right. Yeah. Right, so it's not just that the price is hard, it's harder to get, you know, the right price, but it's exactly that. You can always you can, it's restricted to who, who, who's going to buy it as opposed to of course there are shipping costs and there's you know, labor costs in terms of getting it to the next town that's going to buy it but right but anyway that's the assumption that shadow is we're not as mocked that it be of a certain quality um, because, because of those issues yes Charlie because all may have stumbled onto an eternal truth that uh, high quality property is easy to sell and low quality property can't be sold for any price compare real estate in Seattle versus Detroit there you go Exactly, you know, when it's in a bad location, then it's yeah. never going to get... Okay, so good. So now, now that we know the answer, let's figure out how we're going to get there. So Zabaye doesn't know the answer right away. So Zabaye says like this, low cash. So the Gemara's going to have a few other answers before it gets to this one. That's not difficult. 
So the first thing the Gemara says is that um, the difference is: Are you is the property being seized, or are you basically paying of your own of your own volition? If you pay up of your own volition, anything I choose to pay, you have to take. Okay. Whereas if you had to get a court order to come and seize my property, and I made you go to court and get the court, and I sort of you know impose that burden on you, then you're entitled to take whatever you can find. You know, it's up to you, and you can take the best. You're entitled to take the best. Okay. So that's a reasonable uh, distinction. Um, so the Gemara says like this: Kami daito kambal karcho, Amar Ula braid Rav Eli dikanami. Oh, maybe that even can be read into a close read of the pasuk to see because the verse says yishalem, as opposed to yashiv, yashiv to return suggests it's on your own initiative. So it's on your own initiative you can give anything, but yishalem can be read as shall pay, like shall be made to pay. So that's when it has to be the best quality when it's bal karcho. Amalei Abayi, so Abayi resisted this answer. Miksiv Yeshulam shall be shall be paid up, right? Which means against your will. Yeshalenksiv, he will pay. Maybe Yeshalen also means on your own initiative you'll pay up. So I'm not sure I can read that into the pasuk. Now, of course, just because you can't read it in the pasuk, it's not so meduyak. Doesn't mean it's a wrong answer. It's still a reasonable answer. But Abai is not happy. Abai is looking. Gonna look, his guy, Abai wants a different answer. So Elamar Abaye to the Mar. No, maybe here's the way to result. Explain what is the difference between when you get the best and when you can pay the and when you can even do the worst. Like what the master Rabbah teaches. Titania, we turn to Brisa. He's going to answer his own question, but we're going to reject it anyway. Okay. Somebody has a lot of land, a lot of property, houses and fields and vineyards, and he is not able to sell them. Right? It's a bad market. He would have to sell them to significant loss. Now, what's the case? This is in the context of Meister Ani. You only give Meister Ani, right? The, pain, the Meister you give on the third and sixth year to somebody who's an Ani. Okay. What constitutes an Ani? An Ani is somebody who has less than 200 Zuz. Now, like the value of a Ksuva. Okay, now. Um, I'm sorry, not only Meister Ani. It's also Lekha Chikun Peya. All of the gifts to the poor. And Meister Ani. Now, what if somebody has... He, you know, net worth is 200 Zuz, but his, he has zero liquid assets. It's all, you know, it's all sort of invested in real estate or whatever, and if he would have to liquidate any of it, right, he would have to take a very serious loss. Is that person entitled to collect Maser Ani? Now, there's two ways of thinking about this and two very different ways of reading the text in front of us. I'm going to read it Rashi's way, but I'll just tell you the truth. Asset rich and cash poor. Asset rich and cash poor. Thank you very much. That's a, for the right um, language for that. Okay, so there's two very different ways of reading this text, and I'm going to tell you, or Tosos has even third and fourth way. I'm going to tell you the two major ways, and then we're going to focus on one of them. One way of reading this text is, I am doing, going to give you Master Ani as a Rahmanist to you to hold you over until you can sell the stuff at a better, you know, at a better, at a, at a reasonable, uh, at a reasonable, uh, uh, what do you call it, price. Okay? So really, the reason I'm giving it to you is not so much because you're an onion and you're entitled for it, to it. Like, you might have, I don't know, a thousand zoos worth of property there, but it's just to save you from a significant financial loss. Like, you right now have to, you know, you need cash. You can't, you know, you would have to, try, so, so it's an interesting idea that I could give you mass or onion to save you. It counts as master ani because you're because you're cash poor, right? Uh, even though you're really not poor at all, but it's to save you from a significant financial loss. Okay, that's one way of reading this. Rashi, that's Tosfos's way, a, ra- a way that Rashi reads it, and then he sort of rejects it. The way that Rashi prefers to read it, and the way we're going to read it, is no, no, no. The question is just whether I consider your net worth to be 200 zuz based on current financial realities. The fact that you would have to lose money because you needed cash, that doesn't make you a poor person to be entitled to master on it. But here's the question. You have property worth 200 zuz. But in today's financial climate, given the current realities right now, you would only be able to sell it for 100 zuz. If you would like wait out the tide, right, you know, wait a couple of months or whatever, you'd be able to get 200 zuz. But right now, it's only worth 100 zuz. Are you now rich or poor? Are you entitled to collect Masterani? You hear the difference. The difference is not I'm giving it to you to save you from a financial loss. It's do I assess your net worth based on how much the property generally is worth or how much you would be able, have to get, how much you would get for it right now. 
Okay, so that's the way Rashi is going to read it, and that's the way we're going to read it. What? So this is the kind of the crux of the whole, of my whole difficulty with the Indian Divorius of What does that mean? That it's ultimately worth two Well, that's what the Gemara is going to ask. Well, that's an, uh, well, well, let's see, because that's essentially, yeah. I understand. What do you mean it's generally worth, you know? Market, like the, the market is always changing. Yeah, it's worth, so that's what tomorrow. Right, exactly. So that's exactly what the Gemara is going to ask, okay? So, so let's. You have a financial aid calculation, do you know? You look at it. <laughs> Okay, so let's take a look at what the Gemara says. And you cannot sell them at a the normal market price. You give them Maaser on a kill half. Again, the way Rashi reads that it means that um, that you are willing to basically. Oh, let me just double check Rashi, make sure I'm getting this right. Um, uh, Right, so Rashi says like this. We are willing to, if there is basically, here's also part of the point. It's sort of like what Charlie was saying before about Denver. Let's say there's no market price for it. Nobody's interested in buying it. How much do we assess its current value to determine if you're an Ani or an Ashir if there's no market for it right now? So what the answer is is Ad Mechza. We, we assess its value at half the normal rate when there is a market for it. Again, how do I know what the normal rate is? We know what the normal rate is. is a good question. But assuming this property normally goes for a hundred dollars an acre land you know the uh, what do you call it the farmland in in kansas normally goes for a hundred dollars an acre but right now we're in a terrible financial downturn and nobody is buying any land how much do we assess your net worth to determine if you have a hundred or two hundred zoos based on your land and the answer is ad mechza if there's no market for it and we can't assess a price value we will assess we will determine its value at half of what we determine is the normal rate and then we will determine if at signing it at half you have 200 zoos then you get then you don't get master on it if you have under half you get less than 200 zoos we can still give you master on it okay clear to everybody yes. yeah yeah yes. so here we have an interesting situation where someone who is receiving master honor Master Ani is high in Leket and Peah to other poor people. Uh, that's an interesting question. That could be true also if you have less than 200 zoos. Okay. Anyway, so that's the point. Okay. Yes. The whole comparison to Master Ani yes. is different than the Greek game. In that in the Greek game, Master Ani, we have an arbitrary amount. Right. right? Um, and it seems to me that the 200 zoos must represent something like the purchasing power for, you know, to keep you... Right. For like a year. Like a year's salary is essentially what 200 zoos is. But but, uh, but, uh, a year's expensive, right? Right. So we're not going to. You'll see the comparison is not going to be a direct. Right. You're right. The comparison is not going to be direct. It's really just to borrow the scenario that Rabbi uses to explain this brayta. So let's hold off and see what the Gemara does with this. Okay. But anyway, that's the way Rashi reads it. We have to figure out how much your net worth is. You and when nobody is willing to buy any of the property, so we assess it at half of its normal value. Okay. Okay, the Havi Bamar and the Master asked. Hey, now what Rashi says on Nechsa means is, and he also explained this. Let's say, therefore, your property was normally would go for two hundred. Now we assess it at a hundred. How much Master Ani can we give you? So here's a question. Normally, right? If you, if, 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 if I mean, there's actually a story like this in a Gemara that somebody had one hundred and ninety-nine zuz. Okay, so if that type of a person, if you, he bumps into you and says, "Please give me Master Ani." You can give him a thousand zoos worth of Maitre because at the moment you give it to him, right, he only, you know, he's an Ani. Okay, but if you first give him one zoos of Maitre Ani, he can't go to the next guy and get any more because now he's no longer an Ani. All right? So, so and there's a whole story in the Gemara about that. Like somebody basically lent him a dinar and whatever, ruined his opportunity. Anyway, whatever. So, um, so what, what the way Rashi reads this is, your value now went down to 100 because there's no market for your $200 worth of land, your 200 zoos worth of land. I can give you up to $100 of Master Ani, but not more. So let's see what the, what's going to bother the Gemara with this. Um, the Gemara says like this, Hey, dummy, what's the case? The master rabbi asked, what's the case? If everybody's land has depreciated, including yours, give him more than a hundred. Meaning right now, he only has a, his net worth is a hundred. He's an ani. So in one 
in one gift, you can give him as much as you want. Why are you only giving him up to a hundred? Right now he's an army. Give him as much as you want, at least as one gift. Okay? Nami Everybody's land is less, so that's his, that's his status. His status is an unequivocal ani, and therefore he should be able to get as much as you want to give him in one gift. Everybody else's land is of a high value. The day I, and his is of a low value. Why would that be that his is of a lesser value than it normally is? I need the eye of Anafikazuse Zal Are. Because he is desperate for money, that's the phrase of the Gemara, he's going in and out for money. If he's desperate for money, people can buy his land at a bargain. Okay? So everybody else can wait it out, and they, you know, they'll get their price if they, you know, give it the normal three months it takes to get your price. But this guy is desperate for money, and people know he's desperate for money, and therefore he's going to have to sell at a loss. And therefore, the question is, you know, so is he really an Ani? You know, technically, he does have $200 of assets. $200 of assets. It's just that he's desperate, so he's going to get taken advantage of a little bit. But that doesn't stop him from being an Ani. I mean, I mean, that doesn't mean that he doesn't have $200 of assets. Technically, he's still rich. Of course, you would think in that case, you'd have more Rahmanas on him, help tide him over. Okay, but anyway, this is the way Rashi is reading the Gemara. So that's true. If everybody's land, including his, is really worth the normal price and really worth 200 Zuz, just because he's desperate right now does not change his, his status and make him into an Ani. A few reports to Nami Walisila, you shouldn't give him anything. He has 200 Zuz worth of assets. Uh, the fact that he has to sell it for less because he's desperate does not change the fact that objectively speaking he has 200 Zuz worth of assets. Okay? So everyone... Everyone, everyone else's land is at, the, is at the normal value and his, he has to sell it a loss because he's desperate for money. No, and because of that, it goes under 200. But the Gemara says, but that shouldn't entitle it to be considered under 200. Just because he's desperate does not mean that objectively his assets are worth less than 200. Objectively, his assets are worth 200. If he weren't desperate, he would get $200 for it. So the fact that his particular circumstances make him desperate does not mean that objectively he has less assets. He has his assets are worth less. I mean, okay. Estimated by an independent appraiser, at least two hundred, practically would not be worth it. Exactly, and that's right. An appraiser comes and says it's worth two hundred, but he needs the money desperately by tomorrow, and he's going to have to sell it at a fifty percent, you know, you know, just to, to get it off his hands within the next day. So that doesn't mean that he doesn't have two hundred zuz. That just means he's desperate and he's going to sell stuff for less than it's worth. No, so you read the last line in Amadalas with a question mark, right? No, 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 no. Zalari, because he is desperate, his land is worth less. But if that's true, if he just if he's, if he's going to get less just because he's desperate, <coughs> that doesn't mean that objectively it's worth less. And I feel poor Janami will be so really, really is it worth, worth less? He's right. Just he's just going to sell it for less than it's worth. So right. It's an I, objective reality. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Okay. What? Which does not mean that objectively his assets are worth less. It just means that he's going to get taken advantage of right now. So okay. So the Gemara says. So what is the case? If he genuinely is an honey, if objectively everybody's, everybody's land is worth this amount of money, and objectively he's an honey, then you can give him as much as you want in one gift. It shouldn't be limited. If objectively he's an usher, just because his particular circumstances mean he's going to have to take a loss, then he's still an usher, and he shouldn't be entitled to anything. So the Gemara says, the Amar Mar Allah, and the master Rab explained it the following way. Lo, Tzricha, you need for the following case. To be Yomi Nisan Yakra Arasa, Ubiyomi Tishrei Zal Arasa. During the spring, that's when the land is going at a premium because every all the farmers they want to buy their land in the spring in order to have time to get ready to do the planting and preparing of it. That's like the proper. That's the best time to take possession of the land in order to plan for the next agricultural cycle. But if you buy it in the fall, in the fall it's like you. You, you know, you're too late to get everything in place for, you know, for this year. You needed to be preparing the land and planting it or whatever. So if somebody, if, if you're buying land in the fall, that's when it's uh, not ideal for the farmers to own the land and therefore you're going you're gonna, to, you'll buy, you know, its value is much less. That's for okay? everybody. That's for everybody. Okay, Zala Rasa. So normal people who want to sell land, not Nisan. 
you wait until Nissan. You wait until the spring to sell it at a premium. Not okay. Now, right. Like what? And for you mean real estate? That's like like commercial resident real estate. So actually, I got to read you this great Tosos. Look at Tosos. The Yomi Nissan Yakri Arasa. Tosos says Intermar Hatenich Stados Kedushah Kuntris Lefishi Yachos Pekayitz Beizrib Marcheshvan. Right. So of course the fields you want to buy in the spring because you're going to plow in the summer and plant in the fall. So you have to buy the fields. Right, that's true. You have to buy the fields in the spring. You buy them in the fall, and it's too late. Okay? Ella bought him, but if it's houses, because remember it said, bought him, sadus, achramim. It also mentioned houses. Bought him, my chil, yesh, bring yisam, yesh, what is it to make? V'yesh, l'amar, shabagirin, ki yakrub, is man, shabagirin, l'iskor, bought him, l'achar, shasach, l'zilu. Yeah, because, right? Right, seasonal market. Houses go up, presumably also maybe, you know, if that's, if, 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 if that's when the seasons sort of change, and you know, and that's when like you're planning for the next year, you know, it's sort of like, I think, right, I don't jobs, a lot of that happened like around the, around September time, people switch jobs, whatever, because also linked to the school year, no? Well, Is that why? Some people like going like after March and they don't like their bonuses. Oh, I see, whatever. Okay, <laughs> whatever it is. Okay, so there's also a seasonal market for houses. So normal people, if you have the luxury, you wait till the market is at its height and then you sell. The high, and this guy, oh, the Itzrichle Zuze, since he needs cash, Zavin Kedahashta, he's going to have to sell based on the current market value. Uh, now, that means though, it's not his, it's not just because he's desperate people are taking advantage of him, which makes it totally subjective. This is the value right now, but normal people don't sell at this time of year. But at this time of year, it's only worth $100 an acre, not $200 an acre. That's the objective value right now. But normal people would wait till it, got, till it was worth more. Okay? So, he'll have to sell at the current value. Ad Palga, until half, you know, if you have to take a loss of, go, you know, lose 50% of what you would have got if you had sold it Nisan, or Chela um, then that's the normal amount that it could depreciate between Nisan and Tishrei. Say, more than half, Lav or is not the normal amount to depreciate. Okay, so that's how he describes the scenario. And therefore, how does it explain this case? You're a guy, you have land worth 200 Zuz, but right now it's Tishrei, you're cash poor, how much is your land worth? So what we will say is, we will assess your land, we cannot assess it at less than half its value. Because anything less is not considered a, a, a normal value for that land, right? If it's worth 200 in this sun, then we don't, we, we're not prepared to assume it's worth less than 100 in Tishrei. But we will go as far down as 100. And therefore, if by reassessing its value based on Tishrei prices, you're an Ani, then you're entitled to take Maser Ani, okay? So that's how we explain that case over there. Now, Rashi's still a little bit bothered, fine, but once you're an Ani, you can give the guy, give the guy as much as you want in one gift, like we discussed before. Once a guy an onion, you can give him as much as you want in one gift. So I says, well, you're sort of an onion, you're sort of not. Right? Since in three months from now, whatever, you know, since by Nissan you're not going to be an onion, you're only an onion in today's prices, but in tomorrow's prices you're not going to be an onion, you're in this like middle category where we'll give you Master Ani, but not more that'll go take you over the level of 200. We'll give you Master Ani to bring your net worth up to 200. Okay, so that's the basic case there. Everybody got it? Mm-hmm. Alright, so if you're, um, if you, your subjective realities of being desperate and being taken advantage of don't matter but the reality that right now at today's prices it's low but for normal people if you said to a normal person how much is this person's assets worth we would assess it based on Nissan's prices you know for you you have to assess it based on Tishrei's prices so that sort of makes you an Ani right now even though to, in some other through a different lens you're not an Ani and therefore you're entitled to Master Ani but up to a certain limit alright that's shot. now what does that have anything to do with us okay well it allowed us to introduce this idea of land that changes value from one time of year to a different time of year. And now we're going to try to use that to explain whether we say Meitav and when we don't say Meitav. So let's take a look. There was a fascinating digression. Okay, and now let's take a look. So the Lord says like this. Um, now, so does that mean like like technically no one would do this, but technically every third and sixth year you put your land on the market in Tishrei and you're you're eligible, or they do a no. You don't have to sell it. You don't audit. You have an audit. Okay, yeah. Now, the Gemara says like this, and here by Nezikin, we would say the same thing. The normal rule is, the Now, but let's say, the Nizak says, you know what? 
I would prefer, rather than taking one acre of idis, I would prefer taking an acre and a half of bainanis, which is the same value, okay? Because that's the whole point. It's worth less per acre. I want a little more bainanis, rather than in terms of the amount of land, but the same value, all right? He, he is actually asking for the option for bainanis, okay? So, for whatever reason, he, he doesn't, why, you know, he, it neighbors his land. He's got some idea that he doesn't want Edis. He wants Bainanis. Okay? The Amalei Iyu, how do we Bainanis trade port? The Amalei, so the Mazi can say to him, listen, buddy, if you take, like, you know, if you want to take, take, like, the law says, you take Edis, you don't get to choose. The Torah says Edis, you get Edis. It's funny, the Mazik wants him to take Edis. To the Hashta, based on its current market's value. The low, if you want me to give you an option of doing bainanis, then I will tell you, fine, you want bainanis, be my guest. But show ki you could But we're going to assess it based on the highest, the, 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 uh, the higher seasonal rate, the Nissan rate. The Nissan market. So that's when we're basically saying, does he get Idis or does he get bainanis? We're basically saying it's a bizarre read. It's like, you can get Idis or you can get a filu subin, but a filu subin is now, not, is actually now, you know, sort of saying like, why is it subin? It's saying, oh, it's subin because I get to dump it off on you and I get to give it to you at the higher market rate. So that's the Afilusim. But it seems right. very crazy. Right. Like, why do you get to, right? like, so the Gemara is going to say, really? You're telling me that you're worse off if you collect from the lower property land? The Torah is trying to give an advantage to the to the person that's damaged and says he gets to collect from the best land. And you're telling him you're not entitled to collect from grade B and C. And if you want to collect from grade B and C, you have to do it at a loss. You have to do it based on a higher market rate. That's crazy. Why should that be the halacha? So, Ella, Amar Yaakov, if you want to sort of make a comparison, it should, let's sort of talk about what would be, let's think about the case of a creditor, of a Baalchov. Baalchov, Gine Bebeinanis. A Baalchov is normally, as we said, entitled to collect grade B land. The Amalei, Havli Zibur, trade Porta. Now, let's say he says to the debtor, you know what, I'd rather collect grade C land, but uh, more, an acre and a half of grade C land. Amalei, the creditor can say to him, the debtor can say to him, if you want what you're entitled to, grade B, take it current market rates. The low, and if you want me to do you a favor and give you grade C land, fine, I'll give you grade C land, but based on the higher market rates. So, so it's the same question though. Like, uh, you know, why should he be entitled? Meaning, this case of Rabbah, of higher and lower market rates, isn't relevant to our case of Nezikin. Our case of Nezikin, clearly, the, the, the Nizak is given an advantage, right? Meta Sadeu, and therefore he should not be disadvantaged by going down a level. But what he seems to say is, but maybe by the Bachos, since the Pasuk is not coming out and saying that you have this strong advantage, it's just a reality. You get grade B. You might, here's the difference in what he's saying is, by the case of Nizak, the idea that you get the best is explicitly labeled as an advantage. We're giving you a, an advantage to get grade A. Therefore, you should never get disadvantaged if you want to choose to move down to B or C, to be forced to take based on different market rates. But he said, if you want to think sometimes that math might play out, maybe it plays out by Bachov. Because by Bachov, the fact that he gets grade B is just the law. It's not framed as an advantage. That's just the way it is. You get grade B. So maybe if you want anything other than the law, if you want grade C, then maybe, you know, he's entitled to say, fine, we'll use the higher market rates. Mm-hmm. You hear the difference? In one case, it's framed as an advantage. So you can't be disadvantaged by changing it. Here it's not framed as an advantage. So here maybe the guy would say, you want grade C? Be my guest, but we'll do higher market rates. But the Gemara doesn't like that e- either. The Gemara says, this is terrible policy, okay? Because nobody would lend money. Because I would say, I never want to not have my cash on me. Why? Because the Amar because the creditor can say, if I had never lent you the money, 
and I have the cash on me right now, Harish, go to the Hashka. I could have bought your grade C property based on current market rates. Hashka, Jezuzi, Gabach, now that I lent you money, and I'm trying to just get my money paid back, and I want to take your grade C property, which I could have bought at current market rates. Hashka, can you come I have to buy at market rates that is going to be later? So who's going to ever want to lend money? Okay? So obviously, you know, it's saying is it would make no sense to say, to apply this idea that you can force somebody who's going down a level to take at future market rates. Of course, the obvious next op- option is, fine, it makes no sense if they want to go down a level, but what if they want to go up a level, right? Then maybe you're entitled to say, use later market rates. Let's read the next Gemara. Um, okay. El now again, this is not to explain our case about Nezikin and Meitav. We're still just talking about when can we use this model of lower and higher market rates, current and future, in some other halacha. Okay? So not in our case of Nezik, but in the following case. In a woman coming to collect her ksuva. Because a woman coming to collect her ksuva is clearly disadvantaged. She collects from grade C. No, okay? She, uh, no, but that, in terms of what land she collects from, it's not grade A, it's not grade B, she collects from grade C. Okay? So, she collects from grade C. The Amrla lay ihi, and now she said, to the uh, her husband, how we bane on these butt reports? I'd rather collect grade B, less of grade B, a half of acre of grade B, as opposed to a full acre of grade C. I'm a lot. Then she's asking actually for something more than she's entitled to. In that case, when you're not asking to make it easy, you know, when you're not when you're not going down a level, you're going up a level. I'm a lot. I'm a lot. He could say to her, "Listen, honey, if you take if you want to take my land, then you'll take what the law is." You'll take grade C to the Hasha and based on current market rate. Below, if you want me to do you a favor and give you grade B land, be my guest, but then I'm going to insist that we use the, the Nissan's market rates and not today's market rates. That's when you can use this idea of Nissan and Tishrei market rates if somebody is asking for, a, um, for an accommodation. They basically, or not an accommodation, not the right word, but some type of a, you know, uh, of a favor, essentially. They want to go to more than a, a higher quality than they're entitled to. So says you could have also said it in the Balchov scenario. The Balchov says, I don't want grade B, I prefer to have grade A and less of grade A. So in that case, the debtor is entitled to say, fine, I'll give you grade A. I can't just give it an arbitrary huge value. That would be, of course, you know, exor- ex- you know exor- ex- extortion. But what I can do is I can say, you want grade A, we're going to use Nissan's market rates and not today's market rates. Okay, so that's pretty fascinating that if somebody wants a certain type of a, an upgrade, you can sort of choose as the debtor, um, you know, you can say, I'll give it to you, but I'm going to insist on using a high, you know, the high seasonal rates rather than the low seasonal rates. Alright, anyway, that's in terms of applying Nissan and Tishrei. But we still have to go back and answer our question. Is it Metav, or is it Subin? The best, or is it Bran? Okay, so Gemara is back to that. I'm a rubber. Okay, so the Mars says like this. Mikomakum Kasha. Okay, we're still back to square one. What's the answer to our question? Is it the best or is it brand? Okay, so again, the first answer the Gemara rejected, which was quite a nice answer, whether it was given willingly or whether it was being seized, but Abai rejected that. So Amar Rava, so Rava is going to give an answer. Kol Yavle, this is not going to be the final answer. Kol Yavle, Mimetav, Lesivle. Ah, yes, you can give brand, but you have to give your best brand. Okay? Yes, you can give paper clips, but you have to give the best paper clips. Okay? <laughs> so, it can have to be made of, but it could be anything. Okay? But of that genre that you're giving, it has to be the best. So the Gemara says, it's not true, it says best land. Okay, there's no idea of the best brand. Okay, the best paper clips. It's not true. When they came from the house of Rav, this is going to be the final resolution. Any type of, when it comes to cattle, Anything is considered metav. It's not a contradiction. A shadow is always metav. Okay? The Elom is benhacha, like Joe was saying before, if you can't sell it here, Mizdabin Bimatsachrisi, you just <coughs> transport it to another town. You will always find a market. Might, there might be costs associated with finding a market. But anyway, you'll always find a market. So the, the idea of giving, of insisting on a higher quality does not make so much sense on shadow. Lebar me'ara, the one thing that we would not say this is land, the lace of, because there, 
You can only, there's only a small number of people that you can sell it to, and therefore, it really, you know, if somebody gets low quality land, they might be, it might be able to, you know, completely unusable. So if you have to pay back for damages, you have to give them something that really they could be able to convert and to sell. Okay, the lazy blame you there you have to give them of the high quality. In order that purchasers will jump at the opportunity. Okay, so therefore, that's why Metav is only by land. Anything that's chattel does not have to be cash, can really be in any type of property. There's an interesting discussion that Tosos has in a number of places about what is the story by a loan. Okay, that's when there's a debt that's incurred because of some act or damages or whatever. If I borrow $100 in cash from you, can I give you back $100 in paper clips? Because you can say, yeah, go sell it somewhere. What do you mean go sell it somewhere? I gave you $100 in cash. I'm entitled to $100 back. Okay, in cash. So that's basically the position that Tosos takes, that when it comes to a loan, actually you gave cash, you're entitled to cash back. The other person cannot give you metalpolin and say, go find somebody to sell it. Okay, this idea... comes I had to buy it, excuse me. This idea that you can give even subin by shadow is in case of a debt that is incurred through damages or similar types of things, but not when you took money. If you took cash, you have to pay back cash. Yes. This is also a discussion by Powell. Um, yes, by that's a good point, right? By a Tosos has that discussion too, right? Salary. I'm not remembering how Tosos comes out about that, but right, that would be another good point where it's like contracted as like opposed to. Them in pottery that they then have to go sell. Right, 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 right. What right. if it's not con- What if it's not contracted? Well, okay. What's the fallback position? What's the well, no, no. Obviously, if it's written explicitly in the contract, but I meant that it's a relationship that was an agreed upon. Yeah, right, yeah. right. That's a good question. I, there, I, I forget what Tosos says about that. I have to check and get back to you on that. Yeah. Do Bate Dinam follow this today with allowing people to change? I don't know what Bate Dinam do today. All right, let's take a look. Bate, let's do, get started on the next topic. Bate Minei Rav Shmuel Bar Abba Me Akrunia Me Rebbe Abba. So Rav Shmuel Bar Abba from this place asked Rebbe Abba, Kishin Shamin, Bishalohin Shamin, or Bishal Olamin Shamin. When they assess its value, when they say it's the best, Best is that a subjective or is that an objective determination, right? If the if the if 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 there's grade A land but there's triple A land, okay, and the mazik has A and triple A, so if you 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 do by the objective definition of best, so that would be A, or do by the mazik's definition of best, which would be triple A, okay? You can't say the opposite. The opposite you could say unless he has grade B, because then of course he's going to give B. He can't give more than he has. You understand? So the way to raise the question, subjective or objective, where a scenario would be that he has better than what the rest of the world considers to be grade A. If he has worse, only worse, then of course he's not going to give grade A. He doesn't have grade A to give. But let's say he has better than what the world considers to be grade A. Would he give the world's grade A or would he give his best? All right? Kashin Shamin, when they assess the value, Bishalohin Shamin, based on his property, or based on some objective standard. According to Rabbi Shmuel, there's no question. He says, it's what the, it's the Nizak. So obviously you look at the Nizak's best. It's Metav Sadehu of the Nizak. Right? The question is Rabbi Akiva that says the Mazik. My. Metav Sadehu Amarachmana, Limute de Nizak. When it says his best, it means as opposed to the Nizak. If the Nizak only has bad quality, you pay the general grade A. You don't pay whatever the Nizak's best land is. Odioma, or we said, but it would only be the, the universal grade A. Odioma, no, limute damanami. It's excluding even the universal grade A. It's you, the mazik. We identify your prime real estate. You know, your Fifth it's Avenue it's Manhattan real estate. And that's what you have to pay. That is way statistically higher than the world's grade A. Okay, but that's what you have to pay. Now, you might have to pay a square inch of it. Fine. <laughs> but that's what we would Determine. It says his best field. And you want to say it's some universal standard? How more explicit can you get? It says his best field. So his best field means his best field. Okay, we will continue with this tomorrow to see how we come out.